Welcome to another episode of Chomping After Dark. Today, we are going to break down a game we have been meaning to break down for a very, very long time. But before we do that, let me set the mood just a little bit. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Star Wars entered the world of gaming. Super Star Wars. Republic Commando, Star Wars Battlefront. For as long as I can remember, Star Wars has been a part of my gaming life. In the, <laughs> in the modern day, quality licensed games are few and far between. Battlefront 2 turned, turned around. But how fares respawn single-player Jedi Epic? Today, we break down Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Now, full disclosure, I have not played this game. I am here strictly as a moderator. And so I when you hear that. me say, <laughs> for as long as I can remember, you actually are listening to the words of the person who wrote this script. So, before we get into it, I want to introduce my two fellow ho- hosts, co-hosts, whatever you want to call them. I'm a They're here today. You're a ho coast. You're the ho. You're the hoest of the ho. But mm-hmm. that Jersey person Shore. chiming in is the ho coast. <laughs> is Joshua Jersey Shore Fowler? How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. I don't know what uh, what happened there. That was <laughs> you're in mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is is a clear mood. You've been doing nothing but gym tanning and laundry. So mm-hmm. I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, and I, we are joined today by the person who wrote the script, who is the I in that statement, Mr. Rich Meister. It's really good to be here, um, and to hear someone else read my thoughts aloud. <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird, right? Kind of weird to... It's, it's strange. Kind of wish I could have done it to Morgan. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, then you'd have to write about, so, like, if, that's if we do, like, the man-eater chomping after dark. We'll make Morgan host that, and, like, we'll make him, like, we'll just oh, make the great. most glowing script ever, and then, uh... Well, I was gonna say, I would, like, slip in him bad-mouthing Death Stranding and see if he's just moving so fast he doesn't realize he just, it. just, you know, breezes through there without paying attention. Certainly mm-hmm. possible. <laughs> Certainly possible, but... We're not here to talk about Death Stranding. We're, no, we're not here to talk about man-eater. We are here to talk about Jedi Fallen Order. So, without further ado, and before I do that, actually, as is customary around here, I like to let everyone know there will be spoilers. Of course. Of course, you already knew that. You knew what you were tuning in for, but just as a reminder. And also, there will be lightsabers. So, let's get into it. It's been five years since Emperor Palpatine issued Order 66 and began the Empire's Great Jedi Purge. Former Jedi Padawan Cal Kestis is in hiding on the planet Bracca, 
where he works as a scrapper pulling salvage from Clone Wars era ships. When Cal's friend Prof nearly falls to his death, Cal resorts to calling on the Force to save his friend's life. Bracca the Scrap Planet isn't the sort of place we see in a lot of Star Wars content. Did you guys find the idea of a scrap planet interesting? It's vastly different from the normal deserts and snowy planets of Star Wars lore. Rich, how did you feel? Um, I think actually, back when we were first talking about this game, Josh and I were talking about this in particular a lot. Um, Bracca ends up being this kind of place that once you see it, you're like, oh, of course this would exist in Star Wars. Like, it's literally just this like storm-filled planet where they're pulling down like Clone Wars era gunships and just scrapping them for parts, just like piles of trash and mechanical bits everywhere. And I just thought it was cool and super interesting that I can't think of another instance in Star Wars where I've seen something like this. Yeah, not on that, not on the scale, which is what was so cool about it because it's one of those things like in all of Star Wars, there's this feeling of like scrappers and and you know this war has been going on for so long that there's the whole markets devoted to people just collecting the crap left behind um but this was like they just dumped a ton of it on this planet like that's all there was yeah because like well of course we needed some some way to take care of the big stuff um and it was just it was really cool seeing that like it was a really neat intro because like you're saying it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense now that I'm seeing it, because, like, you, you'll see, like, junk dealers in different places, but, like, not the whole operation for the most part. Uh, and, it, yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. Or, like, just, just, just to start you off in a place that doesn't really bring up a lot of feelings from the other Star Wars, so it has its own personality, but totally fits in the world. Yeah. And also to clearly have the Empire uh, pulling the strings on it. So it's like, we see all these junk dealers, but like to realize, oh, it all starts at the top with the Empire dulling out scrap to these uh, little guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it's really cool that they tried to put some variance in the game. That's really cool to hear, actually, because I feel like as someone who isn't as much into Star Wars, that... I felt like watching the movies or watching uh, or playing the few games that I have, it just felt like they go to the same three planets over and over again. So that's cool that there's a little bit of variation in there. But that's my that's that's the level of uh, commentary you guys are going to get from me today. All right. So moving on. <laughs> we appreciate Thanks, it, man. A nearby Imperial probe droid records the incident and in no time. Two Sith Inquisitors, known as the Second and Ninth Sister, arrive on Bracca in pursuit of Cal. Prof is killed, and after a brief skirmish with the Second Sister, Cal is rescued by former Jedi Knight Seer Junda and her pilot Grease Drytus aboard their ship on the Stinger Mantis. Those fucking names. Seer takes... I love Grease. Grease. Grease is a cool name. Seer takes Cal to the planet Bogano, hoping he might be able to access a Jedi vault there. On the planet's surface, Cal befriends a scout scout droid named BD-1, 
Beatty shows Cal a message from Jedi Master Edo Cordova. This message reveals that this vault was built by a race called the Zepho, and that a Jedi holocron containing a list of Force-sensitive children is hidden there. <gasps> Seer believes this is the key to rebuilding the Jedi Order. But in order to gain access, Cal must retrace Cordova's steps. Knowing what we do about the Star Wars timeline, it's pretty clear that Cal's mission must not be a success. It's unclear at the outset whether the list is a fraud, will be destroyed, or Cal will simply fail. Did this lessen the stakes for you? Is the journey for nothing if we know where it ends, Josh? Um, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, at least, at least for me, having this... I don't mind a good tragedy when it's when it's not obvious how it's going to fail. Um like the ones that bother me are the ones where it's like, "Oh, obviously you're you're missing this one obvious you know like there's an obvious flaw to your your plan and this is this is this is going to end up being the downfall to you going forward um is way less interesting to me than just having well, it looks like essentially a good plan, and uh, just knowing it's doomed to fail, um, just from other story reasons, because this is not something that um, the story hasn't been touched on before. Um, so it was, it was, it was neat to see how that was going on. Um, and I, like, I, I, yeah. Anyway, we'll 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 get to how it actually ends up. But I yeah. I was I was still intrigued at that point, even if. It was one of those things that seemed doomed to fail from from the outset, at least from anyway, just what we knew from the the, the yeah, rest of the series. I, I think I mostly fall in line with you there. It, it becomes more of the like you said, going into it thinking, okay, well clearly this can't work out, but I'm interested to see what is going to stop this uh, from like. There's a clear resolution here, but we know it can't happen but in what way are they you know stopped or do they succeed and it's all for naught like what what ends up happening here i was interested to see how it was going to shake out i you know yeah. one thing i want to say is actually i watch i went and watched solo in the theaters and a lot of people um were harsh on that movie because they were like any of the stakes that were raised in that movie you already know what's going to happen so it like there was no intense feeling of the plot as a result. And I totally disagreed with all that criticism for myself. I could see where other people kind of took that from what was happening because obviously they know what's going to happen to Han Solo because that, that story has progressed so far along. But for me, yeah, the journey was equally as interesting. I actually really liked Solo a lot. And, uh, cue all the fans being like oh his movie uh opinions are garbage but no i actually really enjoyed solo and i, I enjoyed the journey of where it went and so playing this i like that movie too yeah, Shay. Th you're not thank alone you. I, th I think this is the same applicable case here you there are tons of novels like phenomenal uh historical novels and books and movies uh mm -hmm. 
novels and books are the same thing. I don't know why I said that, but uh, in history, and you know how it's going to end because you've heard about it. Like when you when you read To Kill a Mockingbird for the first time, you know how it's going to end because it's so prevalent in history and contemporary um, media. You just you know, mm-hmm. but that doesn't lessen the fact of how amazing that book is and how amazing that story is and where like from where the books or the story starts to where it finishes it's still amazing to experience that journey and so i i obviously i haven't experienced this but i could see the case being made that completely that you can instill even though you know what's going to happen you can still enjoy this uh quote unquote side story and there's a lot of value in that but totally let's move yeah. on on the zepho home world cal fiends i think you meant to type finds rich cal finds a clue probably leading him towards <laughs> the wookie chieftain tarful and heads for tarful, tarful yeah, yeah. and heads to kaishik cal arrives kashik hmm? kashik um, Kashyyyk. Good luck, man. Just, Star Wars people luck. will like vilify you on certain things, so I'm gonna help you. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying. Cal arrives on Kashyyyk during a major battle involving a resistance group led by Saw Gerrera. Sorry, there was a speed race happening. We'll in... wait for the Tokyo Drift. <laughs> to uh, to move along. Right. Say hi to Han for that's, me. Mm-hmm. That's right. He hijacks an Imperial AT-AT. And teams up with these rebels to free some Wookiee slaves. Unable to locate Tarful, Cal returns to Zepho to search for clues where he is ambushed by the second sister. During their battle, the second sister is revealed to be Seer's former apprentice. Trilla Suduri. Seer was captured by the Empire and tortured, eventually revealing Trilla's location to Imperial agents. Before departing, Trilla warns Cal that Seer will inevitably betray him as well. Falling from the light and even finding redemption are often used themes in Star Wars. Were you surprised by Trilla's reveal, Josh? Um, I mean, obviously, yes, because you didn't really have the context from beforehand. Like, the connection is explained afterwards, um, so you hadn't really, like, heard that name. Um, But also, kind of, like, given a lot of the themes in Star Wars, like, it, it was always going to be someone connected to the rest of the cast going on there, like, whether it was... Cal specifically, or or someone else he was working with, so it it makes more sense that it was someone, especially given the rest of Star Wars, that it was not the main character, but someone related to, you know, one of the secondary characters at that point. Our main cast, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like, definitely on brand, but, um, I mean, like, I didn't know who it was beforehand, so that was, it it worked, let's say that, because it still was... um, like it, it didn't just come out of nowhere and you're like rolling your eyes or anything. Um, it was. I, I I I thought the reveal worked well. Anyway, 
I, I think I, I, I agree with you there, Josh, that I, my immediate thought was, I'm like, this works because they don't talk about the character at all before that. Like, which yeah. fe- felt like a mistake that would be easy to make for her to, like, harp on about her apprentice she lost yeah. and how hard things have been. But it never comes up until you get this reveal, which makes it feel a little bit more rewarding. And the stuff with, which we'll get to that they do with that character as the game continues is, I, I think, really interesting. Yeah, because there, there's a lot of ways to just, like, like, oh, I wonder, I, I wonder who's wearing the mask. Is it old man Jenkins who, who, who wants Those to eggs. kick it's but like, yeah, you Sith Lords in your masks. Yeah. It's yeah. They, they avoid that, um, by having, you know, her explain who she is before they like, there's no dramatic reveal. She just tells you yeah. who she is. Like it's a, it's a reveal, but yeah. it and, escapes like, like the nonsense of it. And also, I think it works because because the bad guy tells you at that point, because then instead of it being this thing that is this a twist surprise, the the, the drama that's created because of it is strain that someone you're working with hasn't been completely honest with you, um, which is a way more interesting dynamic. Just so internal conflict. Yeah. yeah. To have it in the internal conflict instead of just having it be, oh, all all the drama going on is with the bad guy. Um, so I, I think it, it I think it worked because of that reversal. Yeah, agreed for sure. That's fair. I have no further input to that, so we'll move it right along. <laughs> That's a specific one. Yeah. yeah. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. Cal learns that he needs to find a Zepho artifact called the Astrium, or Astrium, probably Astrium, to unlock the vault, but is then captured by a Haxion brood bounty hunter and forced to fight in a gladiatorial arena owned by Sork Tarful. Wait, what? Sork Tor... Jesus. Sork Tormo, the Haxion boss. <laughs> I'm sorry, these fucking names are killing me. Cal- Good luck, man. Cal-, You're- Cal is rescued by Siren Grease and receives a communication that Tarful is willing to meet. Back on Kaishak? Kashyyyk. That's right, sorry. Kashyyyk. I I, I promise, guys, I'm not trying to butcher these names. Like, if anybody thinks I'm trying to be... (laughs) That's where Chewbacca lives. I promise I'm not trying to butcher these names. Back on Kashyyyk, Tarful instructs Cal to seek answers at the top of the origin tree. The name is much more beautiful in the original Wookiee. Yeah, in the original Back dialect. On... <laughs> on the way up, he is attacked by the ninth sister, whose ship is taken down by a large winged creature. Cal finds the creature wounded from the attack and heals it, granting him access to the top of the origin tree via a flight on its back. He finds a recording of Cordova telling him that an astrium can be found in a Zepho tomb on Dathomir. Here, Cal is attacked once again by the ninth nailed sister. Nailed it. You nailed that one. You and did. defeats her. Did I really? Yeah, yeah you yeah, nailed you get, you that one. And that's where Darth Maul is from. Ah. I'm just going to keep giving you fun facts. Thank you. No, I actually appreciate it because I don't know anything. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So yeah, I actually kind of appreciate it. Like, because as a moderator, it's kind of fun, a little bit fun to know what I'm talking about. But this fight was easily one of the most memorable for me, me being rich, despite the second sister being a pretty one note character. 
Do slicing limbs and spinning sabers do it for you, Rich? Oh, baby. They did. I thought that fight was awesome. Like, just, I'll, I'm also kind of a sucker when it comes to Star Wars for weird gimmicky lightsabers. Mm. And the ninth sister kind of comes out here with this, like, hey, I got a double-bladed lightsaber. You've seen this before? And you're like, yeah, I've seen that before. And she's like, also, it fucking spins on a motor because this is nonsense. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> that fight was just a lot of fun. Like, just the first real, and there's plenty more to come, but the first, like, really strong lightsaber duel that you're again hacking limbs off it it was a really fun fight it you know in in a lot of older like 90s tv shows and movies there was a lot of like twirling when it came to sword play you guys remember like they twirl their swords around and like like try and do like yeah. fucking sweet mm-hmm. sword tricks as they're you know the way you to, would never fight with a yeah, sword like you're like you would be wearing your fucking shoulders and your wrists and your forearms down before you even get in a battle twirling your sword that many times. You would exhaust yourself. Completely inefficient. Uh-huh. But I, I, you know, you look back now and you think, oh, that's ridiculous. That's, that's silly. You know, you look at it from, oh, that was the 90s. Very sword twirling. But Star Wars has always been to kind of been able to circumvent that because they still do those silly tricks from time to time, but they're still awesome. And it's because of the goddamn lightsaber every time the, the lightsaber coolness and um, level of legacy surpasses the silliness of twirling the uh, swords around, I think. And again, I, I, I agree with you 100%. And also they can just explain it away by going these super monks with their special ghost blood. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is the type of insight I aim to deliver here on Chomping After Dark is completely unfounded, but passerby knowledge. So you're welcome, fans. But anyways, Josh, do you have anything you wanted to Good add? Stuff. Um, I liked that fight. Like, it wasn't my favorite, just because it was kind of... There are better ones, but I, it was the first ones, one that yeah, really it stuck it is, out. It is, it is like a, 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 like you were saying, a duel, um, which is, I think, the strongest part of the combat in that game. And that is, like, the first one that feels like, okay, they've got their own style, I'm going to have to figure this person out, figure out how to, how to take them down. And it is super rewarding because of that. Uh, and it's, it really, it does, it does stand out because it's like the, um, it's a great primer to that. Cause they're, just there's a lot a, more of that to come. Yeah. Well that, and they're, they're like a brute as well. Yeah. Like they're so much stronger than you and it's, and it's, it makes it, it makes for an interesting fight. Um, we're noting at this point, um, I haven't tried it out yet. I do kind of want to go back and try it. They have since added like a dual mode to that game. Uh, where hmm. you can duel any character in the game one-on-one, including your Jedi Master. Hmm. Um, like, characters you don't experience in combat at any point in the game are in there, and apparently it's phenomenal. That sounds cool, just for the extra bosses, basically. That, yeah. Yeah. May have to go yeah. reinstall that, just for that. You might. It seems like a cool thing. I think you should. But, on Dathomir... Cal's progress is impeded by Night Sister Marin, who blames the Jedi for the massacre of her people during the Clone Wars and attempts to keep him away by creating an army of revenants. Cal experiences a flashback of his former master, Jaro Tapal, 
sacrificing himself to protect him from Order 66, and is then attacked by Jaro's spirit, leading to his lightsaber's kyber crystal being destroyed. <gasps> Cal, meets, Cal meets former Jedi Terran Malakos, who crash-landed on Dathomir during the Purge, and has been seeking to learn the magic of the Night Sisters. Malakos offers to teach Cal how to handle this dark power. But he refuses and flees after Marin attacks them both. Aboard the Stinger Mantis, Seer admits that when she learned Trilla became an Inquisitor, she briefly fell to the dark side. Which is why she chose to cut herself off from the Force. After traveling to Ilium to rebuild his lightsaber, Cal returns to Dathomir, where he retrieves the Astrium and overcomes his guilt for his part in Jaro's death. Malakos, again, tries to tempt Cal to the dark side, but Cal fights him and is able to defeat him with the help of Jesus, uh, with Marin, who then agrees... No, you got it right. Oh, okay. Who then agrees to join the Mantis crew. Oh, wait, that's wrong game. Sorry, guys. Flashbacks to the night of the Order are used to pretty great effect during the sequence. I, being rich, personally hoped we could see more of these. Did you, Rich, (laughs) find interacting with the the clones moments before they turn on you impactful? Uh, this is one of the, when I was playing this for the first time, and I, I think I did write a review for this back when, um, this is one of the moments that stuck out to me, and I remember writing a note back to it, because it's so weird when you know exactly what you're looking at and what's about to come. There's literally a moment where you hit a button to high-five a clone trooper when you know damn well you're five minutes away from him trying to gun you down in cold blood. Uh Um, And you have to run through these training exercises. And we've seen it in other media, like the Clone Wars cartoons and that, but to have it on this interactive level to sort of be a literal child, like Cal's very young during the Purge, um, and to be like escaping from these clones and like watching the self-sacrifice of his master and stuff... I just thought the scene is done is put together really well. Um, and just to show how, again, the clones turn on a dime when, uh, this order is yeah. put out. Be- granted they're under mental suggestion. Like it's not just like, well, orders are orders, uh, but yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It, it's, it is really shocking because they are like, they, they seem to care about this kid. That's, you know, their job to protect, um, just minutes before, and it's it is like it's it's more affecting i think because of that just seeing them just instantly just turn completely and just have no like no remorse trying to kill you right after that and it's it's um yeah it's it it was it was i i do think they handled that well um because the whole mentors sacrifice to protect you has been done so many times before i think if if the setup to it is not done well it doesn't what does just doesn't work 
and those brief few minutes of interacting with the clones as clearly like showing the relationship that you know they've been in this platoon forever they clearly have some degree of affection for this kid mm-hmm. and you know are looking out for him like joking around with him having fun like it sets it up so well like you're saying yeah yeah i completely agree I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> just based off what we yeah, wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, what you guys wrapped <laughs> based up. Based off what you're telling You've me. You've convinced me. You've convinced me. Um, <laughs> well, that's what we're thanks, here for. That's, I, I get why I'm here now. The crew returns to Bogano, where Cal uses the Astrium to unlock the vault and reveal the Holocron. But he is once again attacked by Trilla, who steals it and escapes after Cal defeats her. Back on the Stinger Mantis, Seer reassumes her status as a Jedi and grants Cal the rank of Jedi Knight. Together, they assault the Inquisitor headquarters, a station based in the waters of planet Nur. Cal reaches the interrogation chamber, where he defeats Trilla and recovers the holocron. Seer attempts to make amends with Trilla. Before Trilla can see the light and find redemption, Vader appears. He strikes down Trilla for her failure and turns his sights on Cal. So Rich wrote a question here. I have a much more interesting question, so I'm going to ignore his question for now and come back to it. In the Star Wars (laughs) universe, who do you think cleans the interrogation chamber, Josh? Um, hmm. Who cleans it? Oh, I've got a good answer for this. I don't know. It seems like something Jar Jar would have volunteered that for. That was my answer, not, damn it. not realizing what he was volunteering for. <laughs> oh, that Me was my said, answer. Don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally going to say Jar Jar Binks, who is still alive, but always off screen. <laughs> yes. Uh, that or Emperor know Palpatine because he's secretly is. into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see him. You know, just really getting into it. The blood sustains him. Because mm-hmm. he is a vampire. Okay. Backup answer: Watto. That's fair. Backup. Backup answer: C three PO scooting his ass across the floor. All right. So were you guys crumb. surprised yeah. to see there there are plenty of C3PO units around there as kind of just <laughs> dragging their ass <laughs> on the floor. Well, no, like as as like the not not C3PO exactly, but the ah fuck, I'm forgetting the the, the droid line, name, but or the, basically the Empire the Empire variant of that same droid is I think there's the HK units. Yeah. The ones with like the more kind of like skullish the black face. ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are HK are like units. The, those black wrong. and silver ones that are um, seem to be mostly doing sanitation and like. Yeah. But then, like sometimes they're bounty hunter droids. Like they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. You guys have sated my curiosity. Thank you. Now on to the actual question: Were you guys surprised to see Vader here? While it might not be shocking, Rich found Vader's reveal and presence were used to great effect. Simple sound effects and the mere idea that you can't possibly win helps to build tension. Josh, were you surprised to see Vader? Um, yeah, because 
like it's it it makes sense that he's going like his whole deal is destroying the Jedi. Like that's that's the point. Like obviously obviously he's going to be involved with this, but it still comes out of nowhere that he would show up personally to to, you know, oversee this oversee, operation. Yeah, exactly. Um I mean it makes sense given kind of his personality in general needing to directly oversee basically everything he's involved in at some point. He's an overbearing manager. Yeah, he really is. Like he like think about all the places he shows up in the rest of the stories. There's there's no reason for him to be in most of them. It's like somebody else is probably better qualified to actually make sure that shit's happening the way it's supposed to. But but he's got to come there and force choke a few people to make sure the job gets Lord done. Lord Vader, you are not my direct supervisor. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's not one for the chain of command. Uh, the I think for me, there were subtle things there that really worked. Uh, like, again, the more you think about it, like, okay, Trilla has this Sith holocron. Clearly, she's radioed in that she has it. Who would come to collect it besides Vader? Of course, he would do it personally. Mm -hmm. um, but then I think the cue is just so perfect because you reach that moment of redemption and you're like, oh, she's going to step back. She's going to be redeemed and join the crew. And then just the breathing sets in behind her. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, uh... And then again, one of my favorite things to note, which if you don't, if you're not paying attention, you can escape this so fast. Once Vader starts attacking you and you resume gameplay, your objective changes to survive. Which I think is just such a good note. It's like, okay, time to run. We're not going to win this fight. Yeah, which is cool because that's one of the hardest fights in the game is the fight right before that. Um, yeah. With the second sister and you're... I, I absolutely loved that fight. She's got a really cool moveset. Really, really good fight. And then Vader shows up and you stand no chance. And it's one of those things that just kind of just gives you this kind of just by comparison, this this feeling of, oh, I, I, I have no chance whatsoever in we this fight. We just got to get out of here. It's yeah. a, you purely feel helpless against him and it's just it's time to run and block his attacks when he's close to you. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was one of those things where it can, it, it can, it, it, it could have come off as just dumb. Like, oh, of course they've got to have someone from the main cast show up yeah. and, and be here. Like he it, would be the one that makes sense. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, it, it's handled really well. Like, it's, it's so weird because it feels like there's so many spots where they take, the option that seems the riskiest as far as like how easy it would be to just make this cheesy, just, just overbearing and, and, and not, not relatable. And somehow, yeah. somehow it works in, in almost every situation where they do also, something like that. They really hold back his presence, which I think is the smartest thing. Like, he's there, but only at that very tail end and for a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Like, he shows up, is menacing, is Darth Vader, and then he's gone. He doesn't overstay his welcome. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I, um, I have nothing to add. So we'll move on to the next part. And I believe this is the final part. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm about to yes, spoil sir. the end. Unable to defeat Vader, 
Talon Seer barely escaped from his grasp with the help of BD-1 and Marin. Back on the Stinger Mantis, Cal, having realized that gathering the children would make it easier for the Empire to target them, destroys the Holocron, believing it to be better for those children to discover their own destinies without interference. Their mission complete. Carl asks his crew where they should head next. And scene. With Cal's story at an open-ended close, the, I'm curious what you guys would hope to see in a potential sequel. Should Cal's journey continue? Or would an anthology-based Jedi series be more intriguing, Rich? Um, this is something I was thinking about a lot after I finished this game, so I thought it was kind of a good question to end on. Uh, because for one, I could see them finding another story to tell with Cal, though I'm not quite sure what that would be, and I think they should avoid it unless there's a clear vision for it. Um, but the subtitle of this game, at least being Jedi Fallen Order had me intrigued from the very beginning, like the mere premise of they could tell stories about Jedi who survived the purge and escape and hid. Yeah. I think you could mind like an endless sort of anthology series out of that, um, about Jedi's who are being hunted by these inquisitors. Like, I, I think there's interesting stories to tell there if told correctly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, I think where they left Cal's story like it it would be interesting to see where it goes but you know it's kind like it's all he can it, really do is join the rebel alliance yeah and... like every everywhere future from this point is heading into more and more charted territory um and, and i all think of them hurtling towards his death yeah because otherwise where is his presence in the movies yeah and i i'm again way more interested in seeing the fallen order like from other sides because you you're seeing Cal's point of view from all of this, but also in all that, like Sears' story through all of that is fascinating because her all her baggage is based around the same experience. Um, yeah, and like it wasn't just the two of them that this happened to. I think there is so much more room to see how everyone else reacted uh, to this catastrophe, and it's not really been mind the way so much else in in the series has been as far as it's like weirdly a lost period in uh star wars which which is strange because i feel like there really are like you're we're both i think kind of saying interesting stories to be told in that time period mm -hmm. me too me too i i want there to be a reveal at some point soon that jar jar is the sith lord the Sith over. Misa shoot lightning from my hands. <laughs> from my hands uh, down to my feet. Or whatever his accent is. Me, Misa, Misa. Misa shoot lightning. Now, there's been too much Jar Jar Binks this episode. That's low hanging fruit. I proof. still don't know how, with all his anger issues, it never got taken out on Jar Jar. It's <laughs> how he didn't kill Jar Jar. Right? Like, it just seems like it would have come up at some point. That we'll Jar Jar just would have annoyed the fuck out of him. And he would have just killed that motherfucker. Well, you know what? He owes Jar Jar a lot. It really is because of Jar Jar that the first Galactic Empire was formed. It's fair. 
Yeah, it could be that. It could be, yeah. Hmm. Like, Emperor Palpatine was like, no, dude, he's cool. He's with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we log off, we call it a, a night. I have one final question for you guys. In one to two sentences, maybe a short paragraph if uh, if I'm feeling generous, would you recommend this game? Josh. Uh, yes, I absolutely would. Um, when it first came out, it was a little buggy with, um, just like minor things here and there, um, that from what I've seen has basically been patched at this point. And the combat is amazing. The story is amazing. Uh, if you're in a Star Wars, even if you're not in a Star Wars, it's, it, it stands on its own, um, but yeah, I I I think this is I think this is like the best Star Wars property we've gotten since like that uh tail end of the N64 GameCube sort of era. Um Yeah, I think it's the best single player Star Wars experience I've played in a long time. Yeah. It's 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 excellent. I would absolutely recommend it. Especially if you're a Star Wars fan because like like Rich and I have said it's just it's it's an era where there's tons of promise and seeing the first stab at it be so successful, successful yeah yeah it, it, it's really cool i think it's something you need to see that's fair that's fair i will allow that small paragraph to exist um i was initially going to be a stickler but we'll we'll allow it to fly rich would you recommend this game uh 100 like josh was just saying great story uh we didn't this is more about the story so we didn't really touch on the combat but the combat is basically some like light soulsborne-ish stuff Mm -hmm. uh really parry heavy and just really rewarding and even at the time of launch where it was pretty buggy in spots i was enjoying the hell out of it enough to look past a lot of those bugs and as we were saying for it's my understanding most of that stuff if not all is gone now um they've added some pretty big content updates like that whole uh dual mode uh, which I want to go back to the game for. They've added a new game plus. It was a great game that really like I, I always root for Star Wars single player games to be phenomenal, but this is the first time I played one. It was like this game is really fucking good. Like, mm-hmm. so happy it worked out the way it did, and I, I do hope we see more. I would recommend. Okay, well there you have it, folks. If you missed this game last year, and you have some free time somehow right now and you don't have an insane backlog, you have a new game to play. And especially if you like Star Wars, or lightsabers, or just stars, or wars, really. Or or a thousand names that you cannot (laughs) pronounce or know how to pronounce. Uh, This is the game for you. You did pretty good, man. You did pretty good. Thanks, man. Thanks. I worked really, really hard. Um, Used my phonics that I learned. Mm -hmm. Hooked on phonics. Nailed it. Works for me. But anyways, we're going to get out of here. Um, I want to say thank you to Rich for not only co-hosting, but also writing this. So that way I could be the moderator. And I knew what I was talking about instead of writing something I had never played. So thank you for that, Rich. Also, I want to thank Josh for being here. Of course. Uh, Thank you, Josh, for being here and uh, looking dapper as always. And I was your host, Shay. Thank you, guys. We will be back with another episode. But see you next time. 
Be well and take care.